1: To Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zernial, is on special assignment today, but never fear. We've got a great backup. He's Dr. Jamie Heisman, Chief Compassion Officer at WellMed Medical Management. Dr. Heisman has almost thirty years of medical and behavioral health experience in nonprofit and for profit corporate leadership roles. He is an author, an engaging motivational speaker, a frequent media guest on the topics of caregiving, compassion, fatigue, addiction, health care, and reform and a whole lot more so we are delighted to welcome Dr Jamie and we've got a great topic Jamie it is one that you have talked often about and have written about the whole question of holidays during the holidays how to deal with the uh, a tendency to uh, be depressed how to connect with family, how to connect with friends in this world of COVID-19 when we're told don't connect with anybody. Jamie, welcome.
2: Thank you, Ron. It's great to be here. And I hope hopefully you uh, articulate for the audience that when we say holidays, it's spelled D-A-Z-E as days, because that's exactly what COVID has brought on to us here.
1: Well, it has turned our world upside down. Not only that, but I don't know how we process intellectually the number of people who are dead Americans, the number of people who are now afflicted with COVID-19, the number of people who are hospitalized, those numbers are bigger than any numbers this country has ever seen before. How do we digest that?
2: You know, Ron, it's a difficult thing for me to respond to that. However, I'm gonna go back into my professional world, which you are so sensitive about, and that's called psychology or mental health. So in the mental health world, until it really hits a person or a family, that their loved one is alcoholic, addicted, Anxious, have an eating disorder or whatnot. Then normally it's an out of sight, out of mind issue. It's tragic because you and I both know that mental health should be equal to physical health. It's as important as it can be. But over time, society has seen shame and stigma, and somehow has marginalized it. Well, that's the only way I can answer your question about COVID and the numbers that you're they're throwing up here because the deaths and the people who have it is much worse than the pandemic. In, you know, 1918. I mean, it, the numbers are bizarre. In this year, 2020, of people dying, people who have it, what's going on? But I'm seeing more and more, as it's being politicized, um, but I'm seeing more and more that this issue really is an out of sight, out of mind thing until somebody really feels it. Some loved one of theirs passes, somebody gets it. Family has to be detached from the other family member. Not many people are talking about it in terms of being about them. It's always something out there apparently
1: well i have uh, two people i know very well who died from the virus uh one actually was my boss in radio several years ago uh and the other's a woman that i I did a couple of radio shows with for the aging association both died of it both were you know relatively young uh, in their 60s and yet it it took them out they are two of what the projection is 500,000 dead by christmas that number is so big, uh, it's like we're experiencing a, a 911 World Trade Center every day.
2: If you line up the amount of people in your family, everybody's still alive. And mine, obviously, I'm getting older here and my father's from the Holocaust. So that's not a lot in my world. But in many people's extended family world, is a lot. And see what a mini school amount that is compared to the number you just said, 500,000. And you looked at everybody who's close to you or everybody at your work, you know, in our company that, you know, all of a sudden it disappeared tomorrow. Then all of a sudden. It hits you. It impacts you. It's closer to you. So I'm very sorry for your loss. And I'm very sorry for anybody who's lost anybody here because it really has impacted you and others in that particular way. But as you see these numbers and you're seeing this being politicized, I'm not sure what we have to do to bring it home. I mean, short of uh, having a vaccine and having a silver bullet, which is apparently what America is looking for.
1: You've just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Filling in for Carol Zernial today is Dr. Jamie Heisman. He's both co-host and guest as we uh, take a look at the overall impact of COVID-19 and the holidays are just around the corner. Uh, We have Christmas uh, just a few weeks away, although it's not a big holiday in the Jewish faith, but Hanukkah is coming beginning December 10th. And for folks who want to make it a celebration, especially if you have kids like Dr. Jamie and I do aging parents with young kids. You you don't want to dwell on what's going on. And yet, Dr. Jamie, you can talk to this. Kids know. They hear everything. They hear it on the radio. They hear it on TV. They hear their parents talking about it. How does it affect them?
2: Well, I think the parents are the ones who are probably going to affect the kids the most, right? I mean, I'm 65, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime Thing. Nobody's ever seen this ever. So for me, it's catastrophic. For you, it's catastrophic. We can't imagine in all the years we've lived on this earth that this would be happening. So our response uh, and our perceptions, and us the story we tell ourselves always gets down to the kids. It's called social learning theory. And somehow or another, they're seeing it through our eyes, our gassed, horrific eyes. So for them, I mean, yes, it's unbelievably tough because they can't be with their kids, with their friends, their kids who really regulate them, who connect them but they're not quite seeing as catastrophically as we are. We get to pass the trauma and catastrophic feelings down. And yes, then they do absorb it. So if we're anxious, we're depressed, we're going through all these emotions and we're then languaging it through our actions or our anger or ourselves. Yeah, the kids are going to be picking up on it. So it's all the more reason why we have to chill, take our oxygen first. If not for ourselves, how about for our kids?
1: Now, the other thing that uh, we saw over Thanksgiving, uh, is people, despite the warnings, got together. Families and extended family got together. Now, we're seeing the impact of that with increased numbers of cases. We're told for Christmas, don't expand the number of people that you hang out with. So Dr. Jamie, intellectually, emotionally, how do you change what has been an annual celebration in many families of bringing the extended family together? Dozens of people and more on some occasions.
2: Well, there's some helpful hints I would think that goes through my mind. And that's all I can say because we're only mitigating right? Mitigating means we're only kind of shifting our response. We certainly can't prevent what's happening. We can't cure disease in front of us. So we're simply mitigating. So as I talk to my clients or or even our our own employees at at WellMed, you really have to assess the situation based on several factors. You know, the CDC has, obviously, they get it. They're scientists. They understand. They're going to give you those warning. And I think that no matter what, however you temper and mitigate this, you need to take their warning advisements as gospel. It's important. But if you need some quick ones for yourself as a caregiver, A, number one, know what the COVID prevalence is around you. And the whole country is a hot spot if you look at the map. So we see that. Two, know the behavior of the person who you're asking to come over, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or whatever you celebrate, because that particular behavior history... We know clinically past behavior is a good indicator of future behavior. If they're wild in the streets, you probably know they don't. you don't want them there. Three, I, I would think is is to understand um, exactly where they're flying in from. Know their hot spot. Know what's going on in their area if you have to go and are putting this group. And then four, you better make sure it's outside and you be in the bubble as much as you can. But if you really do violate those boundaries that we're suggesting and sometimes in communities that's happened, well, Mitigate, take this under advisement, Uh, pretend like you're actually, you know, caring about the community around you because that's exactly what you're doing.
1: Governor Newsom of California announced the other day uh, a new app co-created by Apple and Google uh, where people who are uh, told they've been diagnosed positive uh, enter their name and address into the app. And the idea is to let folks know where in their neighborhood Uh, There may be somebody who has tested positive uh, to ease the uh, tracing and and to provide uh, knowledge for people. Seems to make a lot of sense.
2: It does make sense. But remember, we're in the United States of America, right? So what may make sense for half the country may not make sense for the other half of the country. Again, you and I know that that's science, Right. That's that's it. Others will interpret it upon, you know, whether it's overreach by a government. Are you becoming intrusive, forgetting that it's about the health and welfare of the communities? I mean, literally, I mean, without getting into politics, we, we just had a recent support Supreme Court ruling. Right. It, it made sense for for actually groups not to gather, whether it's whether it's religious or whether it's social or whatever, because spread and searches are, are scientific. But. The ruling was said they could gather because it was a religious you know, freedom issue for them. So we are in a, in a country that has perceptions on two sides, and then there's the truth in the middle. So you're right. What makes sense for one place, you and I would probably do that, may not make sense for others. And that's the tragedy, I think, of what we're dealing with from a public health perspective.
1: Well, you can explain this better than most. All of the flap over wearing a mask makes no sense to me. Uh, It it is uh, absolutely scientific proven that the mask will tend to reduce the number of COVID-19 cases. And yet there are people who scream, it's an infringement on my personal liberties. I, I reject the science. Well, maybe they reject gravity, too. I don't know.
2: Well, they would be, by the way. Gravity would be in the same category as viral spread because these are scientific truisms. They just happen. And so there is a piece of us that really has to understand that we are a community. Um, we are a family. And that's tough in a very divided area. But clinically, and this is, the, I guess, the, my perspective, which is probably clearest to me, is clinically, we all yearn to connect with each other, right? We all need to have a healthy family around us. We need a healthy dad a healthy mommy that's what we need we don't always get that but we need that and so i think right now it's a good time for everybody at the top in the middle and ourselves to try to act like that healthy mom or healthy dad or healthy partner and and that really is what's going to ease if anything this terrible viral pandemic prior to everybody getting the vaccine is that community sort of collective conscience that we're all in this together
1: Stay with me just a minute. We're going to come right back to you, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, ways in which we can check in with family, check in with friends, and not leave our homes. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman, who is filling in for her co-host, Carol Zernio. This is Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. We're so pleased you're listening to us on Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman, who is our co-host today. Carol Zernial is on special assignment. And we've been talking about uh, the topic holidays, D-A-Z-E, how to put life and fun back into the holidays and how not to make it as depressing as it could be if you dwell on the situation that we're in. So, Dr. Jamie, your thoughts on how do you preserve the fun, the enthusiasm, the energy for the holidays while protecting our health?
2: That's a great thought. I think the first thing is you have to assume positive intent. What does that mean? You have kids. I have a child. I always ask her to assume positive intent. That's kind of looking at the world in a half full instead of a half empty thing. So let's look at the holidays now as a new experience instead of as this kind of funeral dirge of darkness, which is enveloping the country. We really can start looking at this in an innovative way. We can start focusing, if you will, on the activities that mean the most to us as a family and get everybody engage in some sort of a virtual sort of connection here. At the end of the day, we all want to be together, right? But it it is COVID. You and I have done presentations and talks around the holidays for caregivers for years, but this is very different times. So we have to understand that we have to do things that are going to be safe and mitigate the spread of the virus. And the first thing I would do is find that most meaningful thing with you, talk to your family members, and then accentuate it during the holiday. While you do that, also create the mood, if you will, around that. So you can do decorations, right? Whether you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for others to look at, don't stop. Act as if. Put those decorations up and make sure you're still doing the holidays. It's almost like telling somebody, okay, you're living at home for the last eight months. You know, go put a suit on. Start doing routine things. And then I'm going to throw this one to you, but I would take our old traditions, love them, honor them, but I would make new ones that are virtual this is all brand new. Start talking to somebody, your kids, your grandkids. What is virtual ways that we can be creative here? How do we send out an e How do we do uh, our carols and our baking and our crafts doing virtual stuff? How do we mindful of our loved ones who maybe have cognitive challenges, not overloading them, but we can take these virtual sort of ways and activities and add it next year when it's a healthier environment.
1: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that the uh, synagogue that we belong to in San Antonio, Temple Bethel. Reagan is in Hebrew school. And the last week they cooked latkes together via Zoom. All the kids in the class, uh, in their kitchens, set up with their pads so that you could see the stove and the kid were making potato pancakes. What a great idea. Cooking together virtually. And they had a chance to sample the
2: uh, results of their venture. The kids have the answer, and the teachers. I always look to these kids, and again, as we talked about, you know, in the last segment here, the more we are catastrophically looking at this, the more our kids are watching. But what you said about making latkes, okay, it's it's a new tradition. You're doing it on Zoom, so let's start new traditions around this. How about shopping? Instead of going out to Macy's or wherever you go out to go, you know, Walmart. Why don't you shop online together as a family, as a couple, or get your child engaged? Take your photograph stuff and maybe download photographs and put it into a frame. Do things online together and and start new traditions, if you will. Like like you just said, make yourself block us, but also make yourself some homemade gifts, arts and crafts. Do some a video call and, and read to your grandkids or, or even let the kids read to the grandparents. These are all new ways that we can celebrate the holiday. What with the
1: COVID-19 closing, senior centers across the country uh, here in San Antonio, Ingram Mall Senior, uh, senior Center for met in the city of San Antonio, they have produced over 100 videos for their members to watch on exercise, on uh, activities, on education, 100 plus videos, all done by uh, the employees and volunteers at that senior center. They never would have done that without COVID-19.
2: No, there is a flip side to this. <clears throat> Look at mental health. I mean, it's the first time really I've been as busy as I have been in, in our organization as a mental health professional, because all of a sudden now we're mindful of mental health. So COVID has really pushed us uh, to the limit here. And in terms of caregiving and in terms of us being socially distant, I don't want caregivers to start ex- confusing social distancing with social isolation. But if COVID does nothing for us, it it allow us to say less is more. If you're a caregiver, give yourself first the gift. I know I mentioned shopping online yeah. together, but give yourself your own forgiveness, your own self-compassion, your own breath work. Take your oxygen first and use COVID as a reminder that now is the time to give yourself the gift. I did that. I bought some iPhone charging cables for myself. Because the kids you, destroy them. There you go. It's, it's cheaper than a convertible uh, Corvette, I'm sure you were thinking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly.
1: Now, so. when you think about uh, giving up, though, the uh, family get-together, mm-hmm. uh, that family gathering, I, I've heard people say, but mom and dad expect us to be there. And what if they're not here next year? Mm-hmm. How do we make up for that?
2: That's heavy stuff. It is heavy stuff, Ron. And, you know, as the four agreements say, you you can't be perfect and you cannot, most importantly, change what is out there. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, COVID, hurricanes, civil rights unrest, but know how you can respond to that. So that's a way of saying that you don't have to be perfect, but do your best within the guidelines and what we need to do and your loved one, hopefully not, you know, Taking this personal because, A, you want them here next year, right? So if you're short-sighted and have immediate gratification, that's kind of the addiction response, uh, you'll go see them. And then you'll go, and God forbid, they may not be here next year. So play the long game here and bring them into it. And why do we have to give up family gatherings? Again, why can't we just reinvent them right away through virtual ways. Why can't we watch those funny Netflix sort of comedies together and do these parties together and just do it virtually and understand this is a real way of showing love and warmth is by caring for each other.
1: I think part of it, and because you've done a lot of television, I've done some television, we're used to being in front of a screen and seeing ourselves. For a lot of people, it is so new and so different, uh, they're intimidated by it.
2: They are. They are. As a matter of fact, that's a great point. You know, I think you're probably the best icebreaker I know. As a clinician, we use icebreakers to make groups feel more comfortable. We do feeling checks. We do breath work. We start things off in the first three minutes. And so to those people who are listening to us right now, there are some innovative ways to go online and, and just Google icebreakers. And and we'll feel more comfortable be, being kind of instructed and, 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 and allowing the, us to be taught new things. How do we kick off a Zoom session? How do we kick off this meeting? How do we do a feeling check with our family members who may be in Boston or in Texas or in Florida? So all of a sudden we can add to our repertoire here of connection. But you're 100% right. Y- you can fumble around. People get stage fright. But there are ways to do, start things. So look up icebreakers. That will help you. Give us an example of one you use. Well, here's one that we use that really in groups that people have a difficult time even just introducing themselves because of the camera. So what we do is we pair off into ones and twos. So you take a one, the next person takes a two. So you got a family of eight. I'm a one, I'm a two. Okay, twos, you go ahead and introduce the one. Tell us what you know about your loved one. Hey, this is mom. She loves boating. She loves sewing. You know, so the twos then introduce the ones and the ones that introduce the twos. And instead of a person then introducing themselves, they feel much more comfortable. It's always easier to introduce somebody else. That's an icebreaker that we use now in meetings. You can use it at at home. And it's just a great way that you can introduce your dad or your mom or your brother or your sister a lot better often than yourself, right? Pretty soon you'll get it. Of course. I like that.
1: It's also interesting to see how – Uh, Some of the networks are uh, using Zoom on Monday Night Football last night. Uh, They have uh, fans from around the country who have called into a line, uh, and they go to them once in a while, and the entire screen is covered uh, with little boxes of fans cheering and waving signs, and it makes you feel part of it.
2: It does. I remember watching the NBA uh, finals as well. And I think the more it went on, and this is exactly what uh, icebreakers are about, and us getting in front of Zoom, getting more comfortable, the more we do something, the more we rehearse it, the the better, more comfortable we'll feel. Because by the end, the end of the NBA holidays, there was a waiting list of people who wanted their face on that virtual wall. Gosh knows what they were paying for, but they loved it by the end. So you have to work it, uh, and you have to use it. And you have to, you know, you love it and you have to just keep doing it and make mistakes. It's beautiful to show your kids that, that you know, you're a human being, and not just a human doing. Just laugh, laugh about it.
1: Well, people uh, in a stadium setting, I know at the Spurs games, uh, that's a basketball team here in San Antonio. Jamie, oh, I right? didn't know. It's... Oh,
2: yeah, I think we've had a few encounters with you now and then.
1: You yeah. yeah. uh, have. They have the Kiss Cam where they will uh, shoot around the uh, uh, auditorium with people kissing, who ordinarily are pretty shy about it. But in that setting, they go for it. They left their, uh, you know, concerns down. They let it all go. Uh, and it's fun to watch.
2: It is, Ron. And I, at the Miami Heat has a kiss cam, too. You'll be surprised to learn. Huh. <laughs> And, and, of course, um, you're right. I mean, we do feel it's a little bit safer when we watch other people do it, and even other people are fearful, and, and they jump up and do it. Hey, they're great. That's role modeling. That's literally how we can show our loved ones on virtual sort of n- networks um, how to do it. There may be some gregarious, outgoing person in your family. And there may be a shy person. So pair right. And Just, you know, go with it. Just like that kiss cam. I mean, experience is a way to get to where you want to go.
1: So, Dr. Jamie, we have about a minute left. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up for us. Give us the high point on what we can do to celebrate safely the holidays. Well, number one
2: listen to the CDC. They're not there for no reason. They're scientists. They get it. They understand viral spread. Number two, realize that we're a community, just like your family's a community. And even if it didn't happen in your family yet, it's happening to the family around you. So understand we're responsible for each other. And, and the I'd leave you with this. Take your oxygen first. Why is that? Well, As a caregiver, you know and I know that if you're on two feet and balanced, then your kids, your family members, and everybody around you will feel safer. They'll feel like they are in the right place. They are suffering from a chronic or terminal illness. They're going to feel much better. So start practicing during this time of less is more on new ways that you can take care of your own mind, your body, and spirit as a caregiver. Take your oxygen first and put yourself first this
1: year. I love it. Dr. Jamie Heisman, thank you. Sitting in for Carol Zuriel, I'm Ron Aaron. This has been Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer.